Good afternoon and welcome to our podcast channel, Willpower, produced by the Women in Leadership Club at East Branch High School. My name is Lexi. And my name is Kendall. Willpower is a regular podcast channel designed to celebrate successful women from local, regional, and national settings. Each week, we meet with women in leadership positions to learn from their experiences and spread knowledge and advice with others. By speaking with these amazing women, we're able to learn about their stories, obstacles they may have overcome, and how their hard work and persistence has brought them to where they are today. This afternoon, we have Kay Barrows joining us. Welcome and thank you so much for coming in and to speak with us. Firstly, could you explain what your profession is and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure, I am super excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, right now, I am a mechanical engineer. I work at Hasbro. Um, I've worked on a bunch of different brands. Right now, I'm working on Play-Doh. What inspired you to become an engineer? Well, as a little kid, I wanted to make toys. That was my <laughs> dream job. Um, and kind of as I went through school and kind of learned more and more about myself and what I like to do, I really gravitated towards math classes, science classes. I really enjoyed um, those, those type of things. And I don't know, just as I progressed, it, it just seemed like, like the thing to do. Um, in my school district, there were a, a couple um, like magnet schools where you could kind of specialize um, rather than taking electives and things. They were just kind of pre-set. Um, and so I chose the, the pre-engineering school. Um, so I got to take a lot of engineering electives, which was wonderful, and I loved it. Um, and so it, it turned out to be the right choice for me, and I went on to study uh, mechanical engineering. Um, the other thing I think that was, was helpful was my dad is an engineer, um, so it was kind of there as an option, right? Like, so often I think um, the options that are presented to kids even, not even just girls, but little kids, right? It's doctor, lawyer, policeman, right? But my dad was there as, a, as an engineer, so it was always an option. Um, so that was really, really helpful. What advice would you give to other females looking into a career in STEM? I don't know that it's any specific STEM advice. It's really kind of find what you like to do, find what you enjoy. Um, you know, don't make your life an uphill battle more than it needs to be, right? Like, find what you like to do, do it well. Um, ha thankfully, I haven't faced any of the like gender discrimination that can be um, kind of rampant in more of the STEM fields. And I think that's telling in that it is, it's slowly disappearing, which is wonderful, right? The, the gender equality really is there. Um, I had lots of great mentors who were, you know, older traditional men, and it really, it was not a problem, right? They um, seem to be opening and welcoming to, to everyone, right? So it's, it's, um, it's been a really great experience. I wouldn't be scared. I wouldn't be um, put off, right? It's, do what you want to do, and if you do it confidently and passionately, I think the world embraces that and welcomes that, and it's um, it'll be a good journey. So I'm actually looking into careers in engineering. Awesome. And right now it just seems really scary with all the math, and it seems so difficult. Yep. I was wondering if there was a time where you ever thought this isn't for me when you looked at all like, the math <laughs> that goes into it. Sure, sure. Um, I love math. And I would say I don't do anything more than like pretty basic arithmetic in my job now after having studied for, you know, four years of pretty um, advanced math. So you study one thing, but then you can kind of make it what you want. Um, so I, I took a lot of like advanced math classes and I decided I didn't want to go and work for NASA and run calculations all day. That wasn't what I wanted to do with my engineering <laughs> career, right? I wanted to go make toys and I do that and I love it, right? So, but you could do those two things with one degree. 
right? Um, the other thing is I really struggled with physics, just like basic uh, freshman year physics was a, a, a <laughs> class that I, I really struggled with. Um, and I, I don't really do anything with physics today. So I, I powered through and I made it through. Um, you know, but it's, it's okay, right, to be faced with those challenges, right? You need to do it. You need to learn it. You need to have that basis. But if that's not the thing you excel at and not the thing you love it, like, move on. Move away from it, right? Don't let it, don't let it get in your way. Speaking of how you really wanted to make toys when you were younger, could you explain what Miss Monopoly is and what were some ideas that went into creating the game? Sure, sure. So before I worked on Play-Doh, I worked on Monopoly. Um, and we do about 20 different versions of Monopoly every year. Um, and this specific year, we did a Ms. Monopoly. Um, so Ms. Monopoly is Mr. Monopoly's niece. Uh, so Mr. Monopoly <laughs> is kind of, um, you know, Monopoly mogul. He's in charge of Monopoly land. And um, so this was his niece and sort of her story and journey. Um, and she's a very, I don't know, modern, you know, contemporary person. Um, she is just as empowered and entrepreneurial as as Mr. Monopoly is um, and so she embodies those things and I think it um, the inspiration there was to like we were saying about little kids having the op option for a policeman doctor lawyer right like that's what's presented mm -hmm. it was presenting just another facet to girls of things that women have done and so things that you could do right just mm -hmm. giving them the options giving them the visibility to that um, and so that was sort of the the seed of where the where the idea for the game came from could you like explain any of the specific pieces or board places and like maybe their meaning? Sure, sure. Um, so the game went through tons and tons of iterations as, as each um, game does as, as we're working. It kind of started as a very satirical um, sort of way to highlight the gender gap. And I think it became a much more constructive conversation um, and, and ended up as a, as a really great um, end piece, right? Mm -hmm. So um, each board space is an invention invented by women. Um, and there's such a variety, which I love. It's um, chocolate chip cookies and <laughs> like contemporary diapers. And um, oh, they're not all coming to the top of my head. Some very technical things, right? Mm -hmm. So kind of spreading the gamut of um, what you can do and just let your imagination run and be passionate, be confident, and you can just do all of these great things. What do you think this game will teach young girls? Yeah, similar things, right? Like, I can't stress enough, just whatever you want to do, like, find your voice, find your confidence, and just do it, right? The world needs so many different people, right? So if you want to be a ballerina, do it. Be confident, right? And learn how to be great. If you want to be a NASA engineer, do it. Be great at it. And just, like, there's no, there's no reason not to. So I think Ms. Monopoly um, just presents that in like an, a, a digestible way to like a younger audience. So you said now that you're working on Play-Doh. Yes. And that seems so fun. It's and I just like. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. What do you do with that? And how does like engineering play into that? Yeah, I, um. What I do is I kind of work as um, sort of a hub or a liaison between our design team who really kind of concepts and creates and designs what the, the toy will be. And um, with our marketing team who really kind of um, sells the toy, decides where, where it will live, where it will be sold, um, you know, with what place in the world it will sit, what, how much it should cost, that kind of thing. Um, so I work with those two teams to make sure that we are 
we could sell what we're designing, right? And we can, um, everybody's on the same page. So we know all of the details are all the same and we're, we're all um, understanding. And then um, I work with our, our vendor base, our factories. And so I, I say, okay, this is the thing that we want to make. And this is, uh, you know, when we want to make it, how much we want to make it for. Um, and I work with them to implement the plan for that. So they, um, and they'll, they'll come back and they'll say, okay, but it's, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to take longer, this mm -hmm. kind of thing. So we kind of negotiate back and forth and, and come up with a plan that kind of works to fulfill everybody's um, needs and to get the product into, into kids' hands. So you said when you were younger, your dad was an engineer. So when you yeah. were little, was your main um, job choice going to be an engineer? Did you kind of bounce between different things? Or? No, when I was little, I had lots of different thoughts. I think my journey on engineering kind of started because I enjoyed math and science mm -hmm. in, in school. And so I just kind of preferred to do that. And if I had choices, I would, I would you know, lean on those classes versus... Um, more of the kind of language arts or that mm -hmm. piece of it. I didn't love writing essays. I didn't. I didn't love doing that that kind of thing. So I just kind of um, leaned that way, and it, and it sort of brought me to engineering. But as a kid, I, I two things I remember: I wanted to make toys, and in my mind, that was not related to engineering at all. It was more like a Santa's workshop sort of situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing I wanted to be was a vet. Um, mm -hmm. We had a couple of dogs growing up, and I really enjoyed that. I worked. Um, on like a little farm close close to my house and then so I just I really loved animals and, and I wanted to be a vet. So your dad being an engineer must have been a big role model for you and I was wondering if there are any other role models that mm. you looked up to. Um, yeah my dad was very passionate about what he did. He had um, again more of like a creative engineering role than a very like technical role. He was um, part of more like a, a research end of things. And so um, less of less of the drive to, um, you know, deliver on time and on cost and on schedule and more of um, where can we push the envelope? What creative things can we do? What kind of new um, innovation can we deliver? And so he kind of brought that energy and um, home and I really enjoyed that. Um, and then role model wise, I think, I don't know. Nobody in particular sticks out. I think just I've always gravitated to those people who, whatever their passion is, they're just they, you know, jump into it all in and really live it and love it and just they love it so much that it just like makes you love it because their their passion mm -hmm. just oozes out right. And so, um, just that energy kind of pushed me to to find what I love and, and to do it. Um, in your profession, do you work with um, many other women in leadership? We do, we do. Um, there is a great balance at Hasbro. It's also um, one of our kind of key corporate pillars, which is wonderful that they've kind of taken a very positive, active stance and said, hey, we're going to consciously right, overcome all of these unconscious biases, which is um, honestly what I've encountered more in the world is this unconscious bias where people aren't necessarily, oh, you're a woman, I'm not gonna work with you. It's more, um, it's very unconscious, right? So Hasbro's taken a very strong stance against against that, right? Being pro, mm -hmm. just pro equality, actively, actively equal. equal. Um, and with that, they're, um, you know, consciously giving women opportunities to interview and have opportunities in, in all of these roles, you know, from the top to the bottom. Um, our CFO, our, our chief financial, Chief Financial Officer um, is a woman, and, and she's been in the role for, for ages, um, and she's wonderful. Love, I've loved um, 
the, the way she presents uh, information and the way, the way she sets the culture is wonderful. Um, I've had, I don't know, probably a dozen or so bosses um, over, the, over the years, and um, at least half of them were, were strong women. Um, so yes, it's definitely it's definitely a mix. It's it's great. Did you make any big mistakes along the way that you'd like to share <laughs> that maybe you've learned a lot from? Um, I don't know that I would necessarily. Nothing, nothing like uh, that. An embarrassing mistake that I think of all the time <laughs> pops to mind. Um, I think I have tried to. Um, be open to opportunities and to try and take opportunities as they're presented. And I can definitely say that I've really enjoyed some and really not enjoyed others. Um, but I think that's n- it's not unsuccessful when you don't enjoy it. I think now you've just learned something that you don't like and, and now you know and so you move on. Um, and I think that mindset has been really helpful for myself just to be open to opportunity and, and you know, let, let things come to you and you can decide if they're, if they're good for you or not. And that's been great. So moving away from the mistakes, what is one <laughs> accomplishment that you take pride in? Um, I do love the fact that as a kid I wanted to make toys, and now I do make toys. Um, <laughs> I don't know how how many people really have that like silly little kid dream and and they accomplish it. So I just I love that. Um, the other thing I love is just the amount of things I've been able to to do and the. Um, variety of roles I've had and the variety of, of projects I've worked on and teams I've worked with. I've been at Hasbro for 11 years, so that can kind of fit, seem like doing one thing for 11 years, oh my god, like aren't you bored, isn't it time for a change? But within that, I've had so many different roles and been able to really work with so many different brands in so many different functions, um, and that has just kept it fresh and new, and I really enjoy that I've been able to create um, create that experience at, at such a, a company that I, I just love. I'm sure your younger self would be very happy to see where you are now, but I was wondering if there's any advice you would give to your younger self, if you could. Um, I think, you know, like, don't give in to the pressure. Don't put so much pressure on yourself, right? Um, It doesn't really matter what you do or when you do it, as long as you are... um, it's fulfilling, and you're you're passionate about it. You are able to do it well. Um, it's it's a good balance for you and your um, mental health, your physical health, your your well being. Your um, you know supporting yourself and your family. You know as you choose. Um, you know you have to let society's expectations and, and pressure go, and really you have to live in your skin and your body, and you have to you have to go to sleep at the end of the day, right? And so really all you all you need to do is is do what fulfills you. Awesome. And then how would you like to be remembered? <laughs> um that's an interesting question. I don't know that that's something I've ever really thought of. I think I love um I don't have, you know, grand plans to be um uh, you know the next next president or or, <laughs> or anything like that. I think um, I hope that you know anyone I interact with um, remembers me as as passionate and helpful and confident and um, you know opening pathways and very supportive for people. And I hope um, 
you know, my family remembers me as present and, and the same for you, same for them, very supportive and um, present and, you know, passionate and confident and being able to teach and pass on those skills. Thank you again for coming in today. It's so important to hear the stories of inspiring women as yourself. We are so grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and help spread the knowledge and advice you've shared with us today. We'd also like to thank Squad Locker for letting us use our equipment and recording studio. We thank our advisors, Karen Lockhart and Ken DePaulian, for helping us bring this project together, and finally to anyone who tuned in to this week's episode. Our goal is to inspire and educate as many people as we can, and any support of our channel is greatly appreciated. So thank you. Thank you.